I speak to you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last Sunday, we heard from Annie how she viewed Lent as a young girl growing up, and I think that was a pretty good description of how many of us feel about the season that begins on Ash Wednesday and continues interminably, it seems, until with Easter Sunday, we break out of our solemn dreariness into the powerful and triumphant joy of Easter. Lent is seen as a time of penitence where we consider our transgressions, confess our sins, are pardoned, and are sent on our way. While this really could be done at any time, during the church year, it is in fact what Lent seems to be all about. It is also a time of reflection on ourselves, our own behavior, and our relationships with those in our lives and with our fellow humans. It sounds dreary and difficult. In fact, sometimes I think that is why there is a designated time uh, season for this exercise. Otherwise, we might not take it on, we wouldn't do it. But Lent is, a much, is much bigger than simply considering our transgressions. It is a designated time in which we confess, repent of our transgressions, it is, and are reconciled to God. And as a part of this process, it also requires that we be reconciled to each other. This can be a daunting assignment, one that could easily be put off. But reconciliation is a gift that can provide peace and great joy. Today, all of the readings that we heard were about forgiveness and reconciliation. And although difficult for some of those who live them, they're also a cause for exhilaration because they all refer to ending periods of despair and finding great joy. If you listened carefully to today's psalm, it's one of the penitential psalms, we heard words like, happy are those, glad cries of deliverance, steadfast love, and the command, be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy. In our Old Testament, Joshua understands that the Israelites must be reconciled with their covenant with God and with their beliefs. They must clarify and be clear with themselves about their identity. So all of the young men are circumcised as a return to their tradition and a reminder or statement of just who they are before they move into Jericho. We too need to take stock of ourselves and take a spiritual inventory. We need to be reminded of who we are, where we came from, where we are going, and what we are supposed to be. In Corinthians, Paul tells us that in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting the trespasses against them, and entrusting to us this message of reconciliation, and that through Christ's death, we are given the ministry of reconciliation. And in Luke, we have the story of the prodigal son, I can just picture this guy on his journey home, rehearsing and revising his speech over and over, to sum up his repentance and bid for pardon. But he didn't even get to utter one word of his rehearsed speech to his father 
because his father, overjoyed at spying him in the distance, was already making plans for a grateful celebration. His son, whom he thought was dead, was alive. Talk about joy. The total completeness of the father's forgiveness, not only to accept his son back, but welcome him with all the best that he has, tells us all, tells us that we also, as children of God, can be partakers of all the love and mercy that God offers. This means there's hope for us. These readings show us that Lent can be a time of new beginnings, a time to move forward from where we are in our spiritual journeys to a deeper and more meaningful relationship with each other and with God. And that's not depressing. And that is not sad. It's challenging. It can be difficult. But it is also uplifting and liberating and joyful. The triumphant joy of Easter's can be our joy not only in the gladness of our risen Savior, but in our own understanding that we can use this penitential time of Lent to acknowledge our own need of God's mercy and other people's forgiveness of us. Repentance of sin does not have to be drudgery, boring, or depressing. It can be enlightening, exhilarating, and can bring us a great sense of blessedness. Just as the psalmist said, Happy are those whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. But there's another part. Don't think that Lent is only for having our own sins forgiven. It is also a time that requires us to forgive others. And that can be just as difficult, maybe more so. I thought long and hard about this while preparing this sermon. Which is harder, to confess and ask for forgiveness from God and others? or to forgive someone else. In the Book of Joy, which by the way, if you haven't read it, it, it's a wonderful, very readable book about the time spent with Archbishop Desmond Tutu of South Africa and the Dalai Lama. <clears throat> Archbishop Tutu told of an episode which took place during the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in South Africa. This was the body that was set up there following the events that embroiled that nation after the elimination of apartheid. He tells us of the mothers of those harmed or killed in the many violent occurrences in this struggle. They publicly forgave those who committed these horrible crimes. They said, my child, I forgive you. I can't imagine how difficult it was for those to forgive so graciously so horrible a loss. I also cannot imagine how those who were forgiven for such terrible acts felt at that moment. There were many stories recounted about the forgiveness of people who had incredible nobility and strength. The Dalai Lama shared a story of a man who was permanently blinded in North, Africa, in North Ireland. He found the British soldier who shot him purposefully to tell him of his forgiveness. The Dalai Lama invited him to tell his story of forgiveness to the Tibetans. The Dalai Lama and the Archbishop agreed that forgiveness does not mean you forget what someone has done, contrary to the saying, forgive and forget. The Archbishop says that forgiveness is the only way to heal ourselves, and it is the only way to be free from the past. Without forgiveness, when we do not forgive, we remain tethered to the person who harmed us. 
we are bound to the chains of bitterness, tied together and trapped. Until we can forgive the person who harmed us, that person will hold the keys to our happiness. That person will be our jailer. When we forgive, we take back control of our own fate and our own feelings. We become our own liberator. And that also is a source of great joy. After reading this, I thought to myself, in my life, I have never been harmed to this degree by anyone. I have nothing so large to forgive anyone for. So can it really be that difficult to forgive? I'm thinking also that I've never harmed anyone to this degree, so shouldn't it be an easy task to ask forgiveness? During this season of Lent, which is dedicated to our own self-examination, take the time to think about your own life. Have you been forgiven for wrongdoings? Have you forgiven others? Is it so difficult to say, please forgive me, or I forgive you? Some years ago, when Father Kleinens was here, some of you may remember, we had a workshop one weekend, and for part of it, we talked about forgiving and asking forgiveness. We even practiced it. Carol, you were there. You remember that? And I'm told, uh, St. Paul's Lenten series, coming up here this Thursday at 6.30, is discussing just this topic. Now, do I think this is the end of these stories? No. Not for an angry brother who feels wronged at the seemingly easy way his brother oozed his way back home. <laughs> Not for a people who for generations have been held under a monstrous system. Not for those who have been hurt by another's actions. But I do know that reconciliation is the essential first step to full restoration. And without it, without reconciliation, restoration cannot take place. So I challenge us all. We need to ask ourselves, do I need to forgive someone? Do I need to ask forgiveness of someone or God? Consider taking this time of Lent and do a difficult thing and possibly you will open yourself and others to a source of great deliverance. To forgive and to be forgiven. How liberating, how exhilarating, how very, very joyful. Amen.